David Watts on Mix 93.8. It's a Monday night as we do each and every Monday night at this time. It's time for What's Involved. And I've got to tell you, tonight I was actually... Not was, am, still still am and still is and are. Uh, very excited about my guest because, uh, well, I'll tell you the story, okay? And uh, let me first introduce you to him and then I'll tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Dennis Varden. How's it, Dennis? How are you, David? Good, good, good. You need to get up nice and cozy up nice and close to that microphone. Um, so we met at, uh, I actually interviewed the guys uh, previously on the show from uh, Game to Change and they had something called a learning lab. And I think you and I, when we heard Learning Lab, our ears both picked up and we went, okay, what is this design thinking of which you speak? Um, we got there, we were all strangers, and um, you were looking for something for your company. You were looking for something specific, and uh, we're going to talk about one of your companies to start with, and then we might sort of digress, yes. but it's State 5, which is, is coffee, essentially. Yes. And everybody got to go into different groups, and I went... Okay, I know I want to do this stuff, and I'm very much into all the online stuff, et cetera, et cetera, but coffee, coffee I haven't done. So <laughs> I ended up in your group, and we had an absolute ball that day. Yes. You and I kind of hit it off. From, from word go, I think maybe, uh, dare I say this on, on air, we are both nerds. That's so, a bromance. So, so all, of the, all of the nerdy sort of superhero references <laughs> you and I got, yeah. everybody else looked at us as if to say, you are seriously weird. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, so I said to you, um, at the time, I'd love to have you on the show because um, just to listen to what you do and how you do and the stuff that you're involved in, to me, is absolutely fascinating. And I love talking to entrepreneurs on the show and giving people a bit of advice and saying, you know, listen, you know, we kind of kind of do it. And I'm becoming more comfortable in saying that I'm an entrepreneur as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Dennis, though. Where, where did you start off and, and what journey led you to State 5 Coffee? Jeez, David, do you want, um, would you prefer the long or the short story? <laughs> give me the abridged version. Okay, I'll give you the abridged. Started so, life at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, from the age of one. Um, I think the short of it was from the age of 13, I've been working. So uh, I started waitering at a very early age. Um, I'd work, well, anything between four or five times a week. And uh, I think waitering was a, a great uh, way for me to learn people skills, learn how to sell all those things that, that, that you require as an entrepreneur. Um, and by age 17 and a half, when I matriculated, my brother had got involved in a steers outlet and he invited me to join him. So literally I was involved in my first business at the age of 17 and a half, which was a steers. Okay. Um, we did quite well there. We, uh, we bought and sold, got into another steers in Natal, which is a 24 hour outlet. Were you, were you born and raised and bred in Natal? No, I went to cares, um, okay. and okay. moved, uh, moved down almost, I think it was about about a year after, year and a half after. Mm-hmm. Um, we got into this 24-hour shop, which was the second busiest stairs in the country at that stage. It was 80 staff members, uh, three shifts. Uh, it was, I lived on vitamin B injections, Diet Cokes, and, uh, <laughs> and cigarettes. Literally was what kept me alive. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a very interesting story. Even to this day, if I'm ever having really bad months or very bad days or bad moments, I put myself back into that situation, dealing with, it was really the low end of humanity, for want of a better word, in the middle of town. Um, and I can only think how grateful I am for the position I'm in. But okay. moving on from there, I've been involved in double-decker buses. 
which I leased from the council. I started selling, buying and selling double-decker buses at the age of 21. What was that company called? Uh, the Rickshaw Bus in Natal. I remember that. It was an open-top party bus company. And yes. then we started buying buses in Joburg, renovating them, uh, fixing them up and selling them to big groups like ABI and SAB, mm-hmm. uh, Gold Circle Racing. Can you imagine trying to sell a bus? You know, at the tender age of 21, I've never done any sales in my life. And I have to phone these big corporates and go, would you be interested in buying a double-decker bus? Would you like a bus? Sure, Sure, we'll have two. But uh, no, it was more along the lines of get hold of the marketing department, work my way through. It was such a great way for me to learn how to sell. Um, uh, Yeah, from there, we sold the steers. I got involved in a coffee shop, from a coffee shop into a soap shop with a coffee shop uh then i got involved in a furniture factory where i lost everything at the age of 28. Um, like like everything severely in debt Uh like severely um it it left me destitute for Uh once of a better word owing people a hell of a lot of money um i was known as a fairly good operator so i was offered a share in a in quite a good nightclub called tiger tiger in johannesburg and uh, i was told i could operate it and, uh, and and the major shareholder would write the checks. I literally paid off every debt that I had within a year and a bit. And um, every person, no judgments, no sequestration, I literally paid every single thing off. And then started my coffee business 12 years ago in the spare room of my house with two boxes of coffee and 20,000 rand. With that, just, just to go back to that, that when, you, when you lost everything, I mean, um, I think about it when uh, I was involved and... Uh, for want of a better word, owned a, a radio station in uh, Mpumalanga in Nelspreet called Radio Safari. Yes. Um, so I'd inf- effectively bought over the equipment and the, the, the management rights because community stations, you can't actually have an owner. It's owned by the community. And uh, didn't read the, the fine print. And uh, we, we had, uh, in those days, it was the IBA, the Independent Broadcasting Authority. There was complaints by some of the other radio stations that um, we were actually, you know, taking their listeners and, you know, turning over some sure. money with advertising. And in those days, it was very much touched. Also lost everything. Sure. My accountant then said, you know what? Declare yourself insolvent yes. now. Yes. Do it because there's no ways you're going to get out of this sort of, you know, sort of 300, 350,000. It was actually which yes. is even more at the end of the day. Debt. And yes. I had nothing. Yes. And I said, actually, no. No, because if I want to stay here in Nilsprate, where I currently was, I want to be able to walk down the street with my head held high. I wholeheartedly agree. And and I did it. And yes. everybody said to me, it should not have. You shouldn't have been able to do that. And I'm, I think. Well, hold so, on to you. Same thing with you. So my father taught me when I was very young, um, and he was very inspirational for me. Amazing man. Um, he said to me, the only thing you ever need to keep, Dennis, is your name. Mm-hmm. You never ever damage your name. So. Truth be told, regardless of the amount of money I ever owed or ever would owe if I ever got into that position again, there wouldn't be a person that would, that would not get their cash. Um, Fantastic stuff. Might take a bit longer sometimes, but it is what it is. My special guest in studio tonight, Dennis Varden uh, from State 5. That's the whole name, State 5 Coffee. But, I mean, we'll get into the rest of the bits and pieces. When we come back, uh, you mentioned that you started this whole thing uh, in in, in a bedroom. So I want to talk about that when we come back. David Watts on Mix 93.8. It is what's involved, Mix 93.8, legendary radio on a Monday night, as we do each and every Monday. My special guest in studio from State 5, Coffee, Dennis Varden. So, we, we're talking coffee. One of my, my favourite, favourite things. I, I just, coffee is just 
one of those things I really love. When you talk about things that are that are sort of so delightfully bad for you that they're good, coffee is <laughs> right up there. Um, you said that you now, after all of those experiences, you still sort of decided you wanted to do this thing, and you started up your coffee business. Is that was it started off as State Five? No, <clears throat> no. It's exactly the same entity. Okay. But it was started as a different brand. So we started as, uh, in those days, it was called Fresh Brew Coffee Company. Okay. And Fresh Brew Coffee Company became Fresh Culture Cafe, and Fresh Culture Cafe became State Five in awesome. 12 years. Okay, so there you are in, in a room um, in your house, and, and you decided you're now going to sell coffee. What is weirder than that, it was actually an action cricket game where I bumped into a guy. I was looking for a different business. I decided to get out of the nightclub. Um, I literally just called it um, very difficult business, and, and it, it, it did well to pay my dues and pay my debts off, but I didn't really want to stay there. So we were playing action cricket, and uh, he said to me, why don't you start selling coffee for a guy in Cape Town? I was like, okay. Um, didn't really know a huge amount about coffee. Decided I would do it. Um, it sounds like a theme with entrepreneurs. That's, that's how I've done so many things. Somebody will say something like to me, I'll go, yeah, okay, how difficult could it be? Let's try. Yeah, and then we do and we find out. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that over a period of time changed. Um, but, yeah, I think that the most important thing was it was cell phone, box of coffee, my old Peugeot, and I just started phoning everyone I know. So it was, I think I, I would recommend that for any entrepreneur and any, you know, any small business owner that is starting, literally leverage your network and don't be shy to do it. So phone, 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 phone everyone and tell them you're a small business. Tell them you need the business. You'd appreciate the support. Um, and I think you'll be very surprised what a large network you have, regardless of who you are, who you know. I've got to, I, I have to agree with you there. And I'll tell you why. Because I was told so many times, David, you know so many people. Use your network. You know so many people. You know, six degrees of separation. Yes. If you don't, you know, you don't get, not be able to get what you want right now, somebody that you know will be able to refer you on. And I was like, Absolutely. no, I can't do that. No, I don't really know that many people. As soon as I did. And you know what? Everybody was like, yeah, well, why haven't you asked me long ago? Exactly. You know, so great piece of advice there. So you started from, from the bedroom, and then where did we go? So... Uh, Essentially, what I did is I was selling for a guy in Cape Town. Um, uh, it was an imported Italian product called Portioli that he imported. I started building that brand up quite uh, quite well in Johannesburg. Eventually, got to a level where it was doing so well, I decided to import my own coffee, which was called Cafe Corsini, also from Italy, um, and did that for about two, three years. Uh, again, did fairly well, ended up building quite a large brand at that stage, but decided that uh, Italian imported coffee is not the way to go anymore. We want to support locally roasted, and, and, and that's what we want to do. So we created our own brand called Fresh Culture Cafe, where we would uh, purchase the green beans, and we would give them to another roaster, and that roaster would roast, us, uh, roast for us at, at our spec. Um, simultaneously, we also opened four of our own coffee shops as well as three franchised stores 
um, all under the Fresh Culture Cafe brand. So we had, mm-hmm. we were in St. Mary's, we were in Ernst & Young, we were in BMW. So I know that business quite well and it's a fairly good business. Um, if you open in the right areas in the corporates, you can actually make some some good money. Um, and it's it's essentially just offering them a great coffee solution. And then I met uh, my partners now, which are called DDS, which is Drinks Dispensing Services. And they, they literally do all the draft tap maintenance for South African breweries countrywide. And they're, they're a large group and a bunch of amazing guys. They really are. And um, we started talking about cold brewed coffee uh, because in the States, cold brewed coffee is, is a huge thing. And we thought, okay, well, let's launch it in South Africa. So we started pushing. Um, <clears throat> they bought into my business at that stage. We started pushing cold brewed coffee off a draft tap which again was quite novel and, and mm-hmm. no one had done. We were the first guys in the country to do it. We still do it. It's been quite a difficult uh, process to teach people how to drink cold coffee. I was going to say, because us South Africans are strange like that. There's certain things from overseas we, we would be very quick on the uptake. Yes. And then the others you go, no, no, I don't think so, even though it's great. I mean, yeah. um, I did some research after we chatted and, and cold brewed coffee is massive in the States. In the States, it's about 30% of a... Um, what you'd call a third wave coffee outlet turnover. It's a substantial amount of turnover that they do as cold brewed coffee. Mm. It's unbelievable. When I tell you, you know, we do things like pancake lattes, cold brew coffee tonics, you can add it to alcohol. I like to think of it as coffee mixology. So you take a cold brewed coffee that's taken you 24 hours to make. You've left it in water. You've filtered it. It tastes like literally like dark chocolate and sweetness when it comes out. And then you add it to either tonic, to Sprite. I mean, try cold brewed coffee and Sprite. Tonic, tonic as in tonic, tonic. Like a, a fiction needs yeah, yeah, yeah. tonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold brewed, co- like a shot? Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm, I'm definitely coming to visit and, you again. We are trying And try this. it in Sprite. We, so literally yeah. you'll see how it changes the whole product. It's It takes it from super sweet to it gives it this sort of bitter kick, which gives it that much more balance. Yeah. You know? So we, we really have played. It hasn't taken off in South Africa. We've taken quite a few arrows in our backs yeah. for being first to market. Um, we're going to maintain pushing it. We'd like to do some sort of a deal where we can can it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that you know our brand is cool enough to be able to do that because people really love it. Um, and I think that might be the way to do it, to go into an engine store or into one of those select stores and actually have the cold brewed coffee in a can as opposed to just the draft tap. Um, I think that might be a better way to play it. Might and that's be. how State 5 was born. Okay. And now State 5, you now roast, okay, you import your own beans? We don't import our own beans. There's a company that imports locally and so we you buy get from, from them, them. And then you roast them yourselves. Exactly. Now. And then it gets distributed to, okay, so you've got State 5 in Greenside. Yes, which is one of our shops. And where else? In four ways. In four ways. In the Rustic Timber Center. Um, i got to tell you, every single person that I've now come across when I've spoken about State 5, they're like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the place to be. I can't believe you hadn't been there before. That's but so last cool. week was the first time that I managed to stop by there. Uh, I picked the best day for it. Because yes. it was, when was it, Thursday last week, and it was, raining and it was miserable and just to walk into that shop 
the food and the coffee. And I got a panda in my coffee. In case anybody cares, I got a panda. <laughs> uh, and they didn't even know I was coming. So there you go. That just shows what the guys over there do. How did we get to, uh, just, just digress a bit. Yes. Uh, how did we get to uh, State 5, though? So State 5 is so cool. I mean, literally, what we, we from a branding point of view, we got an advertising agency involved and we were looking for names. And the way we sort of played with it was we wanted to create our own space. So state, our own area, an ethereal place called State 5. Mm-hmm. And 5 obviously correlates with the center, senses. So the five senses that appeal to you when you drink a cup of coffee. And um, we, we, we basically use that 5 theme across a number of different advertising and marketing avenues. So we like to consider ourselves our own place, a place of the innovators, a place of the pioneers. You'll always see our products are different. We're the first with cold brew coffee. You know, we, we always like being first. Yeah, I've, I've noticed this, that you guys are incredibly innovative and, and, and it is, it's a first thing for you. You have great pride in being first yes. at things like this. Yes. Um, you also do uh, corporate solutions, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. So you would, you would go and install a machine somewhere yes. and you would then supply them with the coffee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So I think coffee, you, you have to offer multiple solutions. So we, we supply other coffee shops and restaurants and we train baristas. So we teach people how to make coffee, um, which is very close to my heart. It's, it's literally one of the places that I, I enjoy the most, being able to upskill people. I mean, we've probably trained, no jokes, I've probably trained over a thousand people uh, in our business in the time we've been open for free. And these people mm-hmm. have been able to go out there and get work. Um, corporates, huge part of our business where we either lease or loan a coffee machine to the corporate and we supply them um, our locally roasted coffee the big thing about coffee for me is is it fresh we call ourselves a craft coffee company not an artisan coffee company we could be considered either but by craft coffee we sort of i think we tag onto the craft beer avenue Mm. locally roasted fresh delivered to your door within a week of actually being roasted um, that's, that's, that's a big a, thing for it's us. It's a very big thing because it's one of the things that I've learned because from the moment those beans are, are, are roasted, they start to oxidize, am yes, I correct? Correct. Um, which then affects the flavor. Yes. That's why very often, and I didn't know this until I was told, um, even if you get beans in a bag and whatever the case may be, don't grind them and leave that. Grind it, use it immediately. 100%. But then keep the bag cool, sealed in an airtight container. Exactly. And, and I was like, uh, you know, coffee beans, how can they go off? But they do, and it changes the flavor. So they don't go off, off. I mean, you can still drink it, but, yeah, but you're not going to get that same flavor. That same flavor. Especially ground. I, I you know what, and, and people can tell you that, you know, coffee, too much coffee, caffeine, yada, 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 yada. There is something that is, I don't know, coffee... Um, I'm still on my quest to find coffee that tastes as good as it smells. Yes. Yours came damn close, I have to tell you. Thank you. Um, and I know it's one of the things that you are obsessed about. We are chatting to Dennis Varden from State 5 Coffee today. Somebody just messaged in here. So let's ask this one, okay? It goes, hi, my name is Robin Blake. I met with a coffee roaster and he told me that once beans have been roasted, they only have a seven-day shelf life. Do you agree? I know you are fanatical about your beans, your country of origin, the whole lot. So, yes. 
<clears throat> is that true? So I would like to say that 50% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Uh-huh. Um, so depending on which coffee roaster you speak to, I reckon that could change. I disagree completely. Um, I, you know, I think maybe what the roaster was trying to say, and he didn't explain it correctly, is that the flavor changes over a period of time. So if you look at a bag, a bag normally has a valve on it, and it's called a one-way valve. It's a degassing valve. So when we roast our coffee, we let it settle for two days. And what that does is it oxidizes. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it takes in oxygen and releases carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. So what you then do is you put it in a bag with a one-way valve, which allows for no oxygen to go back into the bag, and all it does is releases carbon dioxide. So in, in theory, what happens is the coffee deteriorates over a period of time. When you start drinking the Illies and the Lavazzas and the Italian coffees, I mean, they've been on a ship for ages before they get you. It's months, sometimes even years before you're drinking the coffee. So the coffee mm-hmm. hasn't gone off. It's changed in flavor is the point. What you said earlier is far more pertinent. The minute you grind coffee, it loses flavor very quickly. Mm. So as a bean, beautiful. I would always tell people that love coffee, the first purchase you should make and the small, smallest purchase is a small hand grinder at home because uh, you, you, you grind fresh. That will change your life. You, uh-huh. know, you can put it into a plunger. Even a, a you know, a fresh roasted coffee yeah. ground with your own little grinder and made with a plunger, which is going to cost you 600 rand in total, will yeah. give you an unbelievable coffee at home. Um, there's so many different ways to make it. And you don't have to then go and get the big fancy machine for, for home. No. I've got one that it stands on my kitchen counter. It looks absolutely lovely. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've used it um, purely because. It, it is a schlep, but it doesn't seem to me to be that much of a ritual. And the kind of coffee I get out of it isn't brilliant. But I mean, yes. grinding my own, turning it into a bit of a ritual, that must be brilliant. Okay, we digress once again. Um, that's why we need to, to talk again about this. And uh, we're going to probably bring you back because there's other bits and pieces I want to talk about. Because you have been described as a serial entrepreneur. Thank you. And this is the most, uh, the most interesting thing. So, you are very, 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 very... Um, steadfast in the kind of beans what you do local but you're also and this really blew me away you're all about giving back and you do that in a number of ways so so let's talk coffee specifically how yes. does how does the coffee giving back thing work so we i mean we met with brewer the brave my challenge on that day mm. if you remember correctly was how are we going to communicate that state five wants to become a global coffee brand and what is our clear usp so what's our unique service proposition for our business and that's you know i had a team of far more intelligent people than i that were able to give me some amazing information and then there was me as well (laughs) so So it was dennis and i and the clever people basically um and Essentially, it's cemented stuff that I'd had in my head for quite a long period of time. So mm. we really want to own the word brave as a brand, you know, and we, our slogan is Brew of the Brave. So we want to celebrate people like the everyday heroes. Um, we're busy coming up with a variety of promotions and marketing campaigns where we will be celebrating, you know, the person that goes home early from work to spend time with their children or, you know, the lady that might have changed her own tire if that's the case or the guy that wakes up at half past four in the morning to go for a run where no one else does. I'm not running. I could put my hand up to the 4.30, but not the running. But not while my car works. Um, 
But I think that is absolutely amazing. It's those everyday, as you say, everyday heroes. The, yeah. the unsung heroes. And I've, I've been fortunate to be a part of a little bit of the, and see a little bit of the ideas. I mean, and you, you're going to be able to nominate somebody as your everyday hero. Exactly. And, you know, it could be your mom. Uh, it could be somebody at work. Uh, yes. or you're going to do something for corporates. It's, we are. Uh, it's incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is the part where if you, if you are thinking about starting your own business or if you're in business and you're struggling, these are the things, those aha moments, those flashes that suddenly light those fires again are indescribable. And I, I yes. think that it's invaluable. I mean, you, when, when that, and it, we didn't do anything new for you. I mean, it was already no. in your head. Yes. But when mm-hmm. a bunch of other people, and some of them very clever people, went, oh, yeah, okay. You suddenly, I mean, just to see you get fired up, and you're so passionate about that. So it's Brew of the Brave that yes. we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff around. Yes. Um, I say we because I've just lumped myself in now as part of the family. Which makes Sorry. me happy. Thank Sorry you. for you. Um, and then, but also you give back in other ways. Yes. So we work with the Society for Animals in Distress, which is one of the most beautiful organizations. I mean, not only do they actually look after animals, they spay, they they. They essentially offer veterinary services into townships where people cannot afford a service. Um, and on top of that, even more importantly, they teach people about animal care. So last year alone, they trained over 50,000 people in, t- in how to look after their animals. So wow. we've partnered with them and we've created one blend of coffee that is called the philanthropist. Obviously, a philanthropist is someone that gives back. Um, it's beautiful. It tastes like berry and nuts. Uh, literally, it's my favorite coffee. And um, we donate 50 rand a kilo for every bag that we sell. Um, we donate 50 rand a kilo back to the Society for Animals Industry. So we're always looking for new coffee shops, new corporates, new restaurants, particularly corporates that want to give back a little bit for them to pay just a little bit extra in coffee and nowhere near as much as our Italian friends that charge us too much. Mm-hmm. Um, that they would be able to get a local craft coffee that's fresh, but also knowing that they're donating 50 rand a kilo back to the society. And, and your bags are what? 500 gram bags, 250 gram. How does it count? One kilo bags or 250s. For corporates, they normally buy them in one kilos or in little 70 gram sachets that the guys or 80 gram sachets that they use in a, in a pot. Okay. Like a, I know here at the, oh, I know at my office, I mean, yes. we would go through, I'm guessing quite easily five kilos and that's a very exactly. small office. Exactly. The radio station probably goes through something very similar. Yes. Um, so, Every time I buy a kilo of coffee for you, yes. from you, money goes to animals? 50 rand. 50 rand? Per bag. Of that bag? Yes. That so, have you ever heard of conscious capitalism? I hadn't until I, we started talking about it. It's, okay. it's, it's a fantastic idea. It's a huge thing for me. I think every business has a duty, and I call it a duty, a duty to give back. Um, you, 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 we're not here just to make profit. We're not here just to make money. And yes, we do need to do those things. Otherwise, we can't grow a business. We can't pay shareholders. We can't do all the things that are important for a business. But more importantly, I think we need to leave the world a better place than when we came here. We have kids that we need to look after. So conscious capitalism essentially says that you are building a business that gives back or leaves the world a better place. So we and I, I say we because my partners are, are exactly the same in thinking and, and you know that's one of the reasons I love them. Um, but 
I very importantly will not get involved in any business that does not make the world a better place. Now, whether that means we're going to plant trees, whether it means we're going to look after animals, whether it means we're going to wash uh, a certain part of the ocean, I don't care what it is. But that business will either donate back to charity or be a business that will actually clean or fix or do itself. And in some way give back. I mean, it doesn't have to be money all the time it can be in terms of services product whatever the case may be absolutely but to give back i think that's absolutely fantastic somebody goes what are your thoughts on chicory (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a fan and i i I know people who love chicory yes Uh, i'm not a fan yeah, uh, you know, from a flavor point of view, if you roast it, it starts tasting like licorice. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm also not a huge fan. It's, it's cheap. Uh, most of your instant coffees are made out of chicory because it's quite a, quite a simple substitute. We, in fact, try to put some chicory in our cold brew at one stage just to test it, to see if it could give it like a bit of body and a push. Um, and it gave it too much. It started taking away that beautiful dark chocolate flavor that we had and started making it quite bitter and roasted that we didn't really want. Um, advice for entrepreneurs, though. I mean, it's, it's, what, what would you say? Because um, <laughs> we were talking um, and we were telling the other day and we were actually with uh, your PR lady. Yes. And, and uh, you, you sort of, you and I both were talking about definitions of success, one of them being, you know, to keep holding on long after everybody else has let go. Yes. Um, I equated it to me being just too dumb to stop. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> what, what, do you, what, what advice would you give? I mean, you've been there. You've, yes. You've, I think many entrepreneurs have walked this road. You've had very little, then you've had some, then you've had quite a lot, then you've had absolutely nothing. nothing and, and, you know, so it goes until you get the thing. Yes. Um, I believe I'm at that stage now where I've gotten the thing and yes. it's been some very expensive school fees. Yes. Um, I think you're at the stage where you have the things, yes. but everything seems to mesh very nicely. So what is your advice? Jeez, you, you're talking about something that's very close to my heart and I'm, I'm going to try abbreviate it, but I think if I could pick the fewest things, I'm going to write a book. And, and it's my plan of action, stubbornness, stupidity, and perseverance. I think with those three traits, you will be able to get through anything. So literally where other people give up, you carry on. So in it, whether it's business, whether it's ballet, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's uh, you know, drinking tea, I don't care what it is. Are you a CrossFit fan, by the way? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of Did those snarky messages. That, you know, yeah. It's my love. It's yeah. my second love. You know, third, fourth, you know, they're all pretty close. Um, but uh, I, I think from my point of view, if you carry on when other people give up, there is no ways that you will not eventually succeed. So you've got to constantly carry on invading, constantly think about your business, sometimes pivot. I mean, Lamborghini was a tractor company. Uh, BMW was an airplane propeller company. Nokia was a farming company. Are you telling me these companies didn't carry on going when other people, you know, when times got tough, they just carried on going. So I think Mm. perseverance if I would have to get discounts, everything else besides sales, besides ability, besides love, passion, you know, I, another thing I, I say all the time, particularly to my team, is consistency beats passion any day of the week. So everyone tells you how passionate they are. I'm tired yeah. of passion. Mm-hmm. I want to see consistency. I want to see you do the same thing day in and day out for two years, and then you will far beat that. You'll you'll kill the person that's passionate for a week. I do agree with you there. I was about to disagree, but then I thought it through. I do agree with you. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it is that because if you're persistent, and this is what I found out, um, you then are prepared to learn. And very often that is where it comes in. I refer to it as school fees. 
Um, you know, you're paying your business school fees having learned. And, I mean, who was it? Uh, Thomas Edison said that, you know, he hasn't failed. He's only learned 10,000 ways that it doesn't work. Exactly. And uh, it's, it's vitally important to have that. And, yeah, I've said stupidity. You said, I go, I'm too dumb to give up. You do. You say it's, it's that thing. But it's that, that I will not. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think that's brilliant. Uh, somebody goes, thanks for a great show. I'm also just too dumb to stop. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for the advice. Keep moving forward. That's just what you have to do in business. That's from Monica. Thank you, Monica. Um, somebody else, uh, somebody says, I never win. What? I don't know who you are, so I don't know why you never win, but okay, <laughs> fine. Um, we're going to get a whole bunch of stuff in. Uh, almost time for us to get up and out of here. You know what we're going to have to do? I'm going to have to give people a teaser. <laughs> of, of of the next product and then we're going to have to bring you back to talk about that, that would be so great. the other thing that i saw you wandering around with the other day and i immediately latched onto it and said i've got to see this um there's another business that you've got um called scribe me scribe dot me yes so um is this is, a, is their website up w- and running dot scribe dot me so s-c-r-y-b dot me m-e okay in a nutshell, before we go, what is it? Meeting planners. Essentially, it's a notebook that makes your meetings more efficient. It allows you to take more proficient notes during meetings and thereby make you more effective and save you time. Fantastic stuff. Can um, I say one last thing quickly? To tie into what you said, the uh, yeah. curiosity and perseverance, because you talked about that. Yeah. So I think if you have those two traits, curiosity and perseverance, you'll take over the world. Okay, I just want to say, Dennis, you're an absolute inspiration, and I have those three traits. Woo-hoo. Thinking cold-brewed coffee served on tap, bottoms up. Come spring would be awesome. Lots of love, Megs from Tuck and Tap. There we go. So there we go. Megs from Tuck and Tap, thank you so much. Dennis, thank you so much. You, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege having you on the show, um, and we're going to have to get you back to talk about scribe.me. Um, thank you for your inspiration. I look forward to drinking many a cup of coffee with you and having you back on the show. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. David Watts on Mix 93.8.